I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for listening to the best of Cabino and Rich podcast. Be sure to catch us live every day from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Cabino and Rich at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. We got throwback conversations, a little baseball, like Rich said. But, Rich, some football. But before I get to my big complaint, you still got people you want to hate on? No, no, no. I was was saying how you and I were both raised Catholic, and yesterday was Ash Wednesday. You saw rando people with the ash on their head. Yeah. I saw a trailer for the new Family Stallone. Yo, Family Stallone. And is it season two? I did not watch season one for as big of fans we are, Rocky Balboa, Sylvester Stallone. Did you watch season one of his family's reality show? I did not, but I'm a big fan of Sly Stallone. In season two, it's when he brings his family to meet the Pope, and Stallone's such a big hey star. Yo, Mr. Pope! Hey, yo! Father Carmine! <laughs> Stallone is such a big star, obviously an Italian Catholic. He's shadow boxing with the Pope in the preview. I mean, talk about a guy... If you ever downplay what the Rocky series meant... Hey, yo, Pope, I'm not punchy. I got what you call a relaxed brain, you it's, know? It's pretty wild to think that Stallone sets up a, se- uh, a special meet and greet with the Pope. He's Stallone, dude. It's and the, an honor. Yeah, but I'm saying... The, He's one of the most famous guys of our lifetime. But it I don't like, care what you do or where you're from. It seems like if you're uh, the Pope. The same way... Uh, Shaquille O'Neal seemed way too excited to meet Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl. It seemed like the Pope was excited to yeah. meet I wanna, Stallone. I want to meet the Pope, too. I want to meet the Pope. <laughs> so, That's my next time. meet the Pope. Well, Pope hey. Francis, Argentinian, absolutely seen at least two Rocky movies. Oh, he's Guaranteed. seen them all. Yeah. Guaranteed. Absolutely. Just because you're the Pope doesn't mean you're above a, a Rocky Balboa. You're absolutely. So speaking of sports movies, again, we're going to talk more about sports movies later on when old school uh, old school when 50 hits, but Rich, he's still getting over. He's hating on everybody because deep down he's sad and angry. He's going through the stages of grief because his 49ers lost. We know that. What stage are you at now? 
hating on people. Oh, is there a stage where I want to punch you all in the face? Denial. Yeah. Is that the fact? Oh, no, that's anger. That's, that's anger. anger. Oh, See? anger, yeah. yeah. Another he's, one. He hates Joy Behar. You hate the lady on Fox. Well, who hate DJ Khaled? With all due respect, though, does anyone like Joy Behar? I don't hate her the way you hate her. I don't necessarily just like need her. to name an independent you hate now. Yeah, yeah that's why I hate right wing people. I hate left wing people. I hate everyone. You know why, Danny G? Because I feel Ross like most. I feel like most people <laughs> I know pull from a little of each side, and they're normal down the middle people that have their own thoughts. Like if you align completely one way or the other, I think you're a bonehead. Anyway, I'll tell you why I'm angry. Not because my Niners lost, but because <laughs> social media in 2024 does not allow you to get over your team's loss. It is the worst. Social media the worst? No. No. You don't say. Monsi, let's say. Who you're talking to? Let's say, Danny G, let's say your Lakers, let's say your Lakers lose, Danny G. And you're like, you know what? Take notes, Monsi. Yeah, tell us about how it sucks. Yeah, tell us about, tell us. Monsi, I mean, you might not know this, but social media is a a tricky place. Yeah, man, it can be really mean. Yes. And take things out of context and everything. It's it's completely bizarre. Wild West out there. Yeah. Get get a pen and paper, right? Okay, get notes. News alert, breaking news. Social media, crazy place. So I look at it this way. Danny, let's say your Lakers lose a big series in the playoffs. And you're bummed about it. You don't really feel like watching highlights. As Kavino and I always love to point out, when your team wins, you want to watch highlights on replay. After You can watch the same highlights a hundred times. Oh, yeah. If the Niners would have won the Super Bowl, I probably would have watched the game three times in its entirety. It's the best. Yeah, it's the best part of winning. Every sports, Fox, ESPN, you're watching everything. You're like, huh, my team. When yeah. they lose, you know what? And you stand real close to the TV. You stand up, right? Yeah. And you're, like, you're standing yeah. and you're looking. You're like really zoned in on TV and, and you're like clapping your hands. Yeah. Forget just not wanting to watch replays. You're so upset that it's hard to watch other teams continue on in the playoffs. Without a doubt. So think about how tricky it is to get over your team losing like a little sports baby. Now with social media, if you follow a lot of pages and people that you know, do things with your team. Like, I'm sure you're on Dodgers fan pages, Monty. I'm sure you're part of Clippers groups and you see a lot of Clippers stuff. When your team loses, you can't get over the loss because everyone's just posting like, look at this hold on Bosa. But that applies to everything. We should have won. It does. That's the double-edged sword, which is the internet and social media. It makes so many things so much better. Like, if you want to find a sweet highlights right there at your fingertips. You might even go to TikTok before you go to Google nowadays if you want to see something. See something positive. But then you got to deal with the negative. Oh, I saw, I saw someone Social said, media's not there just to uh, blow smoke up your ass. Easiest way to find something, and I, I'm not even a big fan of In fact, it's the social media I participate in the least, but I might use the most, is Twitter X. Like, I don't really post much. I think it's like garbagey trolls. But I'll tell you what. You someone say. someone said, "Did you see John Stewart? He's back on the Daily Show, and they're like, yo, he equally oh, yeah, went every he, Monday. Yo, he equally went at Biden and Trump, which a lot of people don't do. And I watched the Bill clip. Bill Maher does. I love Bill Maher. I, and, and I watched it. And I was like, yo, highest that's fantastic. Ratings, highest ratings in five years for the Daily Show. Yeah. Um, I think two million, just about two million, two yeah. million tuned in between the live show and the replay. And all the social media clips have millions. So you know, I was like, let me see. Oh, Twitter X. In its entirety, you can see the John Stewart clips. But my point is, social media, if you want to find good things, they're all there. But equal bad, because every scroll for me, because I'm so- Do you want a specific setting where it's like, yeah, I want 49er stuff, but nothing negative, no, thanks. No, but I took negative off. 
every every I know, but every finger scroll when I'm on TikTok, Instagram, or anything, it's I'll give you a couple things. Look at Bosa getting held. They didn't call one offensive holding on the Chiefs. It's all excuses. I'm not buying into, but it's just aggravating. Some guy breaking down the play. If the Niners would have blocked Chris Jones, Ayuk was wide open in the end zone. Take a look at this angle. And look at this. There was a there was a blatant hold on Debo Samuel's arm. It's all second-guessing, annoying fans that I don't want to see. But I'm just telling you, in 2024, when your team loses, you just can't avoid it anymore because if you're on social media, you're like, damn it, my algorithm. Maybe you need to take a break because yeah. you sound angry to me, man. Yeah, that's what did Joy Behar do to you? He's in the anger face. <laughs> um, again, 877-99 on Fox. It's a good thought, though, but social media, again, it's a blessing and a curse. Social media makes losing worse. And it's not just sports, dude. It's breakups. It's anything. You know, if you're going through a breakup in today's world, you don't think it's a ten, It's ten times worse seeing your significant other going out and about on Snapchat or whatever she's on, wherever she's posting, singling and mingling when she changes her dating status when she's posting pictures with another dude you know it's the yeah, worst it makes all losing in general that's what worse. i said there's ways to avoid it when that when there's a breakup for me you mute you block you restrict yeah. let me tell you something you get about it out of sight out of mind let that's me tell the you. only way to it takes a lot it. of willpower to avoid that and i've Us. been able to I, I really i've never looked back and i've never did the well the equivalent would be the lurking drive-by before social media to see if there's another car in her driveway. Oh, whose car's outside her house? <laughs> oh, I've never done that on social media, and it takes a lot of willpower. I remember in high school But you driving- know what's embarrassing, though? Your friends and family will tell see you. that stuff, and they'll tell you, and you're like, hey, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. I don't need updates on my losing team or where my ex is now and who she's hanging out with. Oh, you yeah, see, Rich. Hey, did you see who your ex-wife is dating? No, I've been trying to avoid it. Thanks. Thanks, Rich. So I, I, I think drove, it makes everything I, uh, worse. I did the drive-by in high school for sure. High school girlfriend broke up at me, drove past her house, saw some dude oh. on the football team's car in front of her house. I'm like, oh, oh no, no, man. no. I had my brother drive me around in high school when my boyfriend broke up with me and he wouldn't answer my calls. He said he was at work and I went and drove. I had, I had oh, my brother drive me uh, by his work and his car wasn't there. There was like a sunfire oh, yeah. or some sort you know of uh, Ford yeah. probe in I there. I like cried to my brother. No. <laughs> like, oh, oh my God. Whose neon is in the driveway? <laughs> is that a Saturn? <laughs> Whose Saturn is that? Nancy. He left you for another girl on the volleyball team. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was his ex. So, no, good times. That's, so that's, social media just magnifies losing in general, whether it be uh, in your relationship yeah. or with your sporting team, for sure. If, if your team loses the Super Bowl, the World Series, a playoff game, I Al- promise you. Algorithms make it harder to avoid. That's yeah, that, that's my point. My point is, if I'm trying to avoid Niner talk, which, as Danny will tell you, much like him with the Raiders or, you know, Perfect with the Lions, you want to see it nonstop, nonstop. But then when your team loses, you're like, all right, I maybe don't want to see all this, but it's in your algorithm and you're stuck. So all I'm saying is that as I'm trying to prep for our show, if I see one more video of someone making excuses or, well, if they would have done this and they would have done this, I don't want to hear about it. Yeah, but social media on. is I think rough. the only way is to, to take a break. Take a break from it a little bit. Let it pass. Yeah. Let the news cycle pass. It always does, and they'll be on to the next thing, and you won't have to worry about I it. So much. badly, I so badly want everyone to start talking about the NBA and baseball and other things because I mean, I'm 
It's upsetting. Is I, you know, you do start overanalyzing a close game. Now, if it was a blowout, it's one thing. But if your team loses in overtime, now I'm like, well, what if the damn Shanahan didn't take the ball and over? Like you start getting mad about dumb things, and to tie it to relationships. You said, you know, you unfollow well, people or love you, to commiserate. You, that's all, you know what? That's just commiserating. Yeah. They're making commiserating posts on social media to interact with other other miserable people. Yeah. And and people do that in their real life. Forget about sports. They do that in real life. They they love to share about their losses and their firings and their breakups and their puppy died. It's like People just love to commiserate, period. Yeah. That's what social media has become if, if you're looking for it. Well, let me give you a follow-up and an update. We talked about this yesterday. Sean Evans, who is the guy that does the hot ones, tasting all the hot wings, mm-hmm. we said that he was dating an adult film star. Yes. And he was getting some weird press about it. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Stratton, I believe her Melissa name was. Melissa Stratton. You yeah. looked her up. Don't lie. I didn't. Um, Willpower, bro. You looked up willpower? You oh. think I'm going to be <laughs> looking that up with ashes on my head? That's a little... Yeah, it's, yeah. Sure, it's What's her on. name? I'm going to look her up right now. Melissa Stratton. Don't look it up on a, on a work computer. I'm just going to see who is this. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Look it up on your phone. Monty, let me tell you who came up, a CEO. <laughs> well, she's a CEO of something. <laughs> look it up on your phone. Anyway, um, because, they, because of the negative press he got for dating an adult film star... They broke up a day later, and they have since blocked each other on social media just to prove the point. You break up with someone, your team loses. Social media is there to remind you of your failures and your victories. Yeah. It's a you weird place. Take, that's why you can't just take all the good feedback, you know, because there's a lot of bad that comes with it. It sucks. It sucks. Social media, as Monty said before, it's an ugly place. It really is. And... To make the point, I'll say it one last time and then we'll move on. Social media makes losing in sports ten times worse. I really, I often wonder, guys, for real, if we didn't do what we did for a living, Cavino and Rich, you know, everybody here works in radio, entertainment. I often wonder how much I would use social media. 100%. Because, I mean, I'm not saying I would be the guy who didn't have one. I think you're a weirdo if you don't have I will, some, I do wonder, some I wonder. form of social media. But would I be on it as much? Because I use that as my loophole for justification as to why I'm on it so much. I really think I'd fight the urge to be on it because it, it makes you feel gross. I think that I'm used to getting my news, a lot of it now, especially sports from Twitter, and X allows us to communicate with people all over the world. So I like Twitter a lot. It's Facebook that bothers me. Oh, I deleted Facebook I, years ago because I'm, I couldn't stand it. I haven't used it in 10 years. I'm close to it because even the fan groups that you talked about a few minutes ago, Rich, there are people that do not know our teams the way we do, and they they either post something with everything misspelled or yeah. they think I, they're yeah. breaking you news know what on is, your Danny? team and they're a week late. You know, it does keep news. you in the know. That's the it, thing, and I, there's uh, a sense of FOMO, especially doing what we do. But in life in general, if, if you're not up on the news as it happens, and that's what social media has, has brought to us, you know? So yeah, that's tough, tough, too. Danny's right. When when people are posting incorrect stuff, yeah. then you have that. Like the barbershop, we always say, like, if you hear someone at the barbershop saying some incorrect crap, do you step in and be like, ah, oh, excuse me, or do you let them be wrong? Yeah, and then the comments are 100 people correcting the person Dude, that I, posted I it. Saw someone just... say, I saw someone say, Kyle Shanahan <laughs> decided to receive an overtime because if they scored a touchdown, game over. And I'm like, no, that's yeah, not the see, rule. Yep. But, dummy. Oh, God, am I going to correct dummies? I don't know.
But <laughs> it, it's they, hard. Or, it's hard. It's like okay, I didn't see that. Are I didn't they see, just, just trolling you? Are they trolling you for the right. feedback and just to bother you? Right. Like I had a friend that used to do that in real life, and now you see that on social media. Meaning, I had a friend that would purposely say, and Rich knows him. Yeah. He Sean. would say. You know, I was watching American Icon last night, just waiting for someone to pounce and say, you mean American Idol? And he'd be like, no, 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 I think it's American Icon, but uh, just, to, <laughs> just to piss people off. Yeah. And that's essentially what trolls do. So, Rich, you yeah. may have took the bait right there. I, I take the bait way too much, but it's funny because when you think about what social medias you adapt to, there's hosts on this network, and I think it really... I think it's depending on where you come from, like your background, like Doug Gottlieb, who's on before us. He has no social media presence except for Twitter, and on Twitter he's huge. I like he'll that, post something. Yeah, and, but I find that to be counterproductive for what he does. But that—that's his own problem. No, no, it's not hurting him any. No, but that's I'm saying sure. like he's you, doing well. you and I, not Twitter guys at all. But I prefer like Instagram and TikTok. I think I'm addicted. The to The other TikTok. thing I hate about Facebook, and I took a screenshot for you guys this past weekend, in purple background and big white letters, this girl wrote. I couldn't even, I think I went to high school with her. She wrote, I couldn't even tell y'all who's playing at the Super Bowl. Barf. Oh, congrats. Good for you. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank the, you for the, sharing Yeah, that. the same people are like, I never have watched one episode of is Love is Blind. Is ball Tell, happening? Taylor Swift's playing. Hey, Danny yeah. G, maybe she just wanted you to uh, let her know. See, oh. and that's, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I, but I don't well, it's funny you ask. It's, uh, it's the Chiefs no, and the Niners. No, those yeah. are, those are the people you don't leave comments for. Uh, the, the same ones, uh, Rich, who fish, who say, oh my God, my life is over. Or yeah. it's some, something dramatic. Yeah. Sympathy fishing. Right. And they don't say what's wrong. And then there's all these comments. What happened? Tell us. And they don't say what happened. Yeah. Hey, uh, social mm. media stinks. When I was a kid, I had those OG Air Jordan ones, and I sweated them. I've always loved them. But here's what Sebastian Maniscalco had to say about the classics. What age is too old to be wearing Jordans? Uh, this, is, this is the reason I ask. I have a pair of Jordans, yes. and I don't know if I could pull them off oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. just because of the age. Right. I'm just saying the Jordan shoe in general. Yeah. I, I'm 50. What do you I, think is the cutoff? What would you do? I would, I'm going to say after 40? Get out of here. Let me tell you, if you looked around Radio Row, Media Row, I, I don't know. Monty, let me ask you, being that you are a uh, woman in the know. Do we look like schoolboys like, just trapped in a generation of where I, we think they're awesome? And maybe they're not? And maybe they're not because it seemed, it's almost annoying how most dudes in our age range still rock them. If you're 30-something, 40-something, 50-something... Let me give you a typical, I guess you would say, outfit I wore at a party Super Bowl week. Okay. Pair of straight leg jeans. Okay. Maybe a, a t-shirt, a nice jacket, and a fresh pair of Jordans. Nice. I feel like that you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with it's that. It's like standard I, outfit. It's like the yeah. it's a standard middle-aged guy it's outfit. Standard. Jordan Jordan's jeans, what, t-shirt, jacket. What's cool well, yeah. about it too, though, is is if you really know and you're a sneakerhead like like Vito, who does production here, like the ones he has are next level. Yeah. He's paying a few grand for those bad boys, right? So if you know, you know. So there's still levels to the game, you know, but they're always dope. And some people take more risks and colors. There's so many options with these. I think you can't go wrong. So when he says 
over 40, you're looking lame. Like you're looking like a schoolboy no. or something. I'm like, what? You're out of touch with reality. Okay, so you disagree with I Sebastian. Disagree. Listen, so I disagree. I would give my dad who's 70 a pair of Jordans and have him rock them. Yeah, all right, yeah. see? Like, no, that's so, you're out of touch with reality if you think you can't wear Jordans over 40. Now, Danny G, you built a career in hip hop and swag and kicks and sneakers. That's part of your lifestyle. What's your thought on it, man? I don't even understand what he's talking about right? there. And the reason why is we started Jordans. I was, thank you. I was okay. about to add to that. Now, if it was like some new trend that kids just started and then somebody was like, ah, you're older and you're trying to wear something younger people are wearing, I could maybe understand that conversation. Yeah, I'm not trying Excellent to wear a mischief yeah. Sonic giant right. red boots. Right. You know, those giant, or some stupid Kanye no, sneaker. It, you know, Danny made the, mm-hmm. the, you know, the point that's sticking out the most. If it is a trend that developed after you were in your youth. It's a great point. Then you look like a tryhard. If you rock the Jordans back then and all throughout your life, I don't yeah. think there's any harm in Just it. I never stop. Jordan isn't a trend. It's it's a whole, what are we talking about? You know like, what it's like though, Monty too? It's also like the Chuck Taylor. Right. It's been around long before us, and it's just like you really can't go wrong with it because it's, it's a classic. There's, there's, or a shell toe. It's like there's no age limit on those as far you know, as I know. I'm going to name like five sneakers that I think are universally accepted. And you tell me if I'm wrong, okay? Out here, there's a different a, one, especially. A, a, fresh, here, a fresh pair of Jordans. Any day. I think a pretty nice, clean pair of Vans. I was going to say Vans. Yep. I think, well, in California, especially. Yeah. I think, like he said, shell toes. Yep. And I think a basic pair of Air Force Ones, you can't go wrong. Yeah, There's or a like couple, Dunks. You forgot the Chuck, like Dunks. Chuck Taylors. And the Chuck Taylors, yeah. yeah. those are it. Yeah. I I think it's hard to it's hard to argue some of those basics. Now, and it's really amazing when you think about it, though, because we don't really wear anything else from our our youth, I should say, or childhood, that we were wearing then. You're not wearing parachute pants, are you? Right? Maybe a fitted hat. So are yeah. there things that do and have I an brought, age limit, though? I brought back the BKs, the British Knights. Yeah, you did. Danny G got some British <laughs> you Knights know, I, I have, I have to buddies, go his Raider gear. I have yeah. buddies that have, like, preteen and teenage boys that are in this in their sneaker world. I don't think a grown man should be chasing the new the new Zions, or I don't know, whatever the, even the new sneaker is. The new... Uh, I stay with the classics. The new John Morantz. Right. I, I think you should... I think you could stick to Jordan's... You know what it's like? You could tell, we've said this before, you could tell a lot about someone's age and if they're dressed appropriately by their jeans cut. Don't be wearing the same cut of jeans as a 18-year-old, if you're Aren't a grown man. are you embarrassed? That's where it is. But I think a fresh pair of Jordans Why with some, would stra- you do that? some straight leg, nice <laughs> jeans, you can't go wrong. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes and me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. 
Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of my favorite shows was canceled. I'm so fired down. This Fool. Remember This Fool on Hulu? That was canceled. Why couldn't it be The Bachelor? Yeah. <laughs> I like This Fool. This I Fool do was too. great. Damn. Yeah, well, mad but, about But that. you know what? You could be happy that uh, Danny G hit me up last night. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, if you're not watching anything, there's no sports really on. Season six of Love is Blind. Oh, yeah. Trash <laughs> TV. Hey, listen, you fill the gaps, right? When there's no big game on, you fill the gaps with Garbaggio. Yeah. So we're Cavino and Rich speaking of Garbaggio. Yeah, well, having lots of fun today. Thank you guys for rocking out with us. Let's go. And don't forget, uh, after the show, Danny G, thank you for doing such a great job putting together the best of and posting our podcast if you want. We'd appreciate if you follow, rate, and review the podcast. And if you do and give a five-star Dude. review, we're not above bribery. We will uh, start giving away more Cavino and Rich Swiggies, our stainless steel water bottles that are all the rage. People are trying to steal them. No, they're so nice. They really are. They're a good giveaway. And speaking of our podcast, we do a bonus show called Overpromise because Rich always overpromises things and we never get to it. And yesterday we did a whole Valentine's special, Romantic Names in Sports, uh, the story of Marcus Jordan and Larsa Pippen and love. And it was a Valentine's special on Fox Sports Radio's YouTube page, episode 38, I believe, of Overpromise. Check it out later. We appreciate that. I mean, listen, I don't know the inner workings of Larsa Pippen and Marcus Jordan, but subconsciously, how much of it? Do you think had to do with like, ooh, it's sort of forbidden. Like your dad's Scottie Pippen. Ooh, I'm sorry, your ex, your ex husband Scottie Pippen. My dad's Michael Jordan. Like there had to be some type of taboo. <laughs> you know, like we shouldn't be doing this, right? Did you say taboo? Leave the black eyed peas out of this. Um, yeah, I'm sure it Did makes it a little more sexy. I guess TMZ says that they spent Valentine's Day together. I know they were seen yeah. publicly. So well, the, you know, trying people, to work through things. Well, I think there's just, trust they, issues. They no, no, you don't say. I mean, they might have just been horny. Can I say that? Because do you remember the story where five times a day, you mean like Principal Anderson? Oh, right. <laughs> I forgot yes. about that. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about. Remember, the, it was like the number. They, yeah. they, uh, they're quite active. Yeah, the cardio of his dad. Jeez. Uh, All right, well, thank does, you. That's a lot. On, does he keep on the Jordans? 
<laughs> so anyway. Oh, okay. Covino and Rich. Please don't keep on. Does he call Covino and Rich? Does he call Steve or Covino? your socks? Does he call them Jordans or like me's? <laughs> I got on the at Rich Dad. No. At Rich Davis. And nope. <laughs> old school when 50 hits. We're running a little late on it. It's all good. But we love to throw it back and reminisce on Thursdays. And today is Christopher McDonald, who Rich actually shared a brouhaha with. I want to hear that story. Christopher McDonald, 69, best known as Shooter McGavin. Shooter! The most legendary golfer, him and Chubbs Peterson. But the question we pose about Fox Sports Radio Nation is, when you think of Happy Gilmore, it's a classic. No question about it. It's a classic. Bob Barker, rest in peace. Price is wrong. Yeah, the price is wrong. Rest in peace, Bob Barker, and of course Carl Weathers. And um, you know, you know who uh, is in that movie? A young, if you watch Modern Family, Julie Bowen is his love interest. Yes. Uh, yeah. What's her name in the movie? Vicky Valancourt. Or now they, he always has girls with similar Veronica, Veronica Vaughn, Vaughn, Vicky Valancourt. What is it? All of them. They're always double V's for the yeah. same reason. Um, so the question we pose, though, Fox, Fox Sports Radio Nation. Is it by far the best Sandler movie? I don't think it is. It's his best sports movie. It's better than Waterboy. But it's not his best movie. Or do you want to focus on comedies? Rich is still thinking of uh, Julie Julie Bowen's uh, name. Julie Bowen's name. It's not Veronica Vaughn. Because that was Billy Madison. It's not Vicky Valancourt. I believe that uh, was Waterboy. Is it a V, though? It is. Vicky. V. V. Valerie? Virginia Venet. That's it. Wow. Yeah. How did you get that? Because I kept going. Ver. <laughs> Ver. Ver. Anyway, um, so think about this. Kevin posed a great question, which is, what is the best Sandler movie when it comes to all the comedies? Don't be like rain, all, rain over me. Don't give me that nonsense. When you were growing up, what VHS or or DVD did you wear out the most? Was it Billy Madison? Was it Happy Gilmore? Was it Big Daddy? I think the answer we're going to hear the most though is. The number one answer will probably be Wedding Singer. I was going to say yeah. Wedding Singer. It is. 1998. It's the best one. It's the, Look, again, we said Happy Gilmore is a classic. It is. So is Billy Madison, but it's stupid, all right? And that's why we love They're it. so good. It, it's yeah. dumb as hell. So dumb and so awesome. Right? So good. But we love it. We love it like Rich loves Principal Anderson. Yep. <laughs> but, I'm sorry, The Revolting Blob. Yep. But... The best movie all around, as far as story and fun and nostalgia, is The Wedding Singer. You remind Drew me. Of, you remind me of a Glenn Goolia type. The Glenn, oh, Glenn Goolia and Shooter <laughs> McGavin are cut from the same cloth. I know. Um, Spot. What was uh, the love interest in The Wedding Singer? If the names always have the, the Wedding V's. Singer was obvious. Oh, Julia Gould. Yeah. No, no. What was the what was his initial girl? Oh, the girl that left him. Remember oh, the information right. I could have used yesterday. That girl. <laughs> Maybe her name had double V's. But I think it's safe to say, and you know, agree to disagree or call us up and try to make a, uh, a make an argument, make an argument for another movie. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. I think the wedding scene Pam? is number one. Linda. Linda. Oh yeah. <laughs> Linda. Linda. Cuckoo's was the asking? worst. She jinxed Van Halen. Yeah. So. If you thought back to your, I mean, I'm assuming, if you're around our age, younger, older, if you think back to your childhood, your teen years, your 20s, did I see, I feel like I watched Billy Madison the most, but I'm smart enough to say that's not the best movie, but I feel like Billy Madison might have been the one that my you, dumb 20-year-old self watched over and a, over. an odd gauge, right? But you can't watch Billy Madison with, let's say, 
your kids and your mom, right? You can't because your mom would be like, this is stupid. How do you even find this funny? But you could watch The Wedding Singer and everybody could agree that this is a charming and heartfelt and awesome movie. That's the difference. Drew Barrymore, rom, it's really a rom-com disguised as an Adam Sandler movie. Yes, 100%. I mean, you could say 50 First Dates is another great Sandler movie with Drew Barrymore. That's, and that's really funny, too. And that's on the, the same category, I would say, I as The so. Wedding Singer. It, you could you could bring it up as an honorable mention, but is it better than The Wedding Singer? No. You had cameos from Billy Idol. <laughs> Glenn Gullio is great. He gets in that fight with the old guy. I used to be a lot stronger. Yeah. Uh, the songs in that movie are fantastic. John Lovitz. So true. And that's no sock in my crotch. <laughs> John Lovett, like, the whole John Lovett scene. Yeah. You know, um, the, how the movie starts is memorable. You spin me right round, baby, right round. Oh, here, here's a, can I give you another layer? Just to decide which one's the best, which I think we're leaning wedding singer, but I got to throw something out there. I think it is hands down the wedding singer. Which one does Steve Cavino quote the most? That's a tough one. Yeah, I don't know. Do you have an answer for that? Because I feel like Billy Madison, you got a lot of quotes. <laughs> I mean, I think everybody. I does. mean, Billy Madison was quotable. The whole Veronica Vaughn well, and O'Doyle well, rules, and you, you gotta remember. Blew it! It's because yeah, you blew it. Yeah. It's Rizzuto. There's no, you know. Come on. We've seen we've seen these movies so many times. <laughs> That's why they were so quotable, so memorable. We don't live that life anymore, where you're just watching movies over and over again. To live one, or die. We live no the more. one and done now. One that I feel <laughs> is. A little underrated, Big Daddy. Yeah, 100%. I like Big Daddy. I love whenever Big Daddy. that comes on. Hey, Danny, what's I'm your five-year plan? Up. Don't die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Scuba Steve. Uh, yeah, Scuba Steve. Oh, wrinkly. I'm not gonna lie. If you tell me, what do you want to watch right now? Wedding Singer or Happy Gilmore? I'm gonna pick Happy Gilmore. Even if, even I don't yeah. disagree that Wedding Singer might be the better movie. You'd want to watch. I want to watch Happy Gilmore. That's a good question. You know what? Ask yourself that. If tonight, when you got home from work, if you and the wife or girlfriend or husband or whoever boyfriend, if you had to sit down and watch a Sandler movie tonight, hands it'd be Happy Gilmore for me. Wow. No question. And coming in second. Billy Madison. Yo, Monty, we went to Monty. Maybe you got the hots for Shooter McGavin. Oh my gosh, Monty, we uh, we went to we went to Denver a couple months ago with some buddies. We did a little guys weekend. Is that when you wore sweats to the game? It's when I wore sweats. And spilled I mean, t- why is he not? He's wearing them now. <laughs> and I and I spilled tomato soup on yeah, my pants at a game. Just wanted to make sure we were on the same page. Got it. That was when the pastronaut was still a thing. It was Vikings <laughs> versus Broncos. Yeah, we had a little football guys weekend, and one of our buddies, who's in his early forties. He's like, you know, I've never seen Wedding Singer. Oh, my goodness. I insisted. I'm like, we're all getting high and watching The Wedding uh, Singer. Bobby Hart, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, come on. Right. Like, come you know on. what part I love, though, the, the best, when he's depressed? And I, I quoted it recently. And he's singing, uh, Holiday <laughs> Celebrate. Celebrate. Oh, yeah. Holiday. He's just miserable. The whole Steve Buscemi scene. The mutants at table nine. The better man. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you. Yeah. I, you could make it a, a, a case for Happy Gilmore all, all day as we celebrate Christopher McDonald, Shooter McGavin's birthday. But the wedding singer is the best one. Um, and again, we'll take your phone calls now to wrap it up at 877-99 on Fox. You could also chime in at Covino and Rich. I do agree with you, though, Rich. Much like the Tom Hanks theory no one's going to have the same top three Tom Hanks movies. I don't think people are going to have the same top three or top five Sandler movies either. Yeah. People have their preferences. There are even, I'm I'm not saying these are in the same category, but there's even recent ones that I find 
entertaining. Like, remember the blended one with Terry Crews? Mm-hmm. That was good. That I'll was tell you, I know, I know by far his worst movie what, is Jack G- and Jill. Jack and Jill? The worst. I don't know if I I've feel like that movie, that was, I swear to God, it would make sense if you told me that movie was made for four-year-olds. And I would say, oh, okay. Because I can't tell you how bad that movie is. That was the one it's where- bad. It makes little Nicky look good. That's the one oh, where- yeah. uh, Jack and Jill's the one where Al Pacino sings Dunkachino. It's the worst. A dunka, 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 dunkachino. It's, it's by far his weakest movie. Um, Haven't so seen again, it. no, you're not missing anything. So it doesn't sound like it. No. You want to know the weakest move? One time, this is when Rich was dating his wife. Rich kept me hostage at his house to watch it. And him and his <laughs> him and his wife fell asleep, and I had to sit there and watch the thing by myself. I love that. Yeah, I, I was like, this is the I can't believe it's a nightmare. Um, so eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox is the number. Let's go to the phones. The best Sandler movie on Shooter McGavin's 69th birthday. And, you know, you said I had a shooter story. Good old Christopher McDonald. Now, he's known as a fictional golfer, (laughs) right? Yeah. But he really enjoys golf. And I was at the Palm in New York City, which is a cool steakhouse. You know, they got all the pictures of celebrities on the wall. I go to have dinner with my buddy. And sitting at the bar... Former NFL Hall of Fame quarterback Jim Kelly and Shooter McGavin himself, Christopher McDonald, having a cocktail. And we had had Jim Kelly on our show earlier in the week, so I was with one of my buddies, and I'm like, hey, sorry to bother you guys, just want to say hi. Couldn't have been nicer, gentlemen. In fact, they do golf charities together, so they've raised a ton of money for charities through his character, Shooter McGavin. He's he's taken it and rolled with it, and I thought that's pretty cool. I wonder, that sounds like a great story, actually. I wonder how often he gets called Shooter instead of All his actual time. name. No, most people know well, Shooter McGavin. Did you say Shooter I mean, when you saw him? Monsi, we, we talked to Kevin from The Office, Brian Bumgarner, at the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. And oh, yeah, Kevin. He, he said that he just answers it now because <laughs> half the people that see him are like, are like, Kevin, I mean, I'm sorry, Brian Bumgarner. You know, it's it's yeah. you sort of answer it, right? It's it, you take it as a as a compliment. Both of them should. Yes. You know? Yeah, they just own that role so hard. They're yeah. that guy. So let's go to the phones and let's solve this once and for all. The best Sandler movie. So entertaining? A best movie. Here's what I'm gonna say. I'll, I'll I'll give you what I think is our consensus and then we'll take your calls. Best movie, Wedding Singer. One you might quote the most, Billy Madison. The one that might be the most entertaining, Happy Gilmore. I those agree, are three. I those that. are three different categories. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Best movie, yeah, most entertaining, and one that you've quoted the most. Quoted, yeah, that Veronica Vaughn. Shampoo is better. <laughs> I mean, come on. All right, I'm, I know from experience, dude. Charles in Vegas. What's up, Charles? You're on Kavino and Rich. Hey, buddy with my wife, and she's a big Sandler fan as well. Uh, I think his my favorite Sandler movie is Mr. Deeds by far. Oh, that's a good Hilarious. one. It's good, but is it better than The Wedding No Sandler? way. Happy Gilmore takes it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, they're all good. Yeah, other he has some stinkers. Those were good, but I'm telling you. I think the guy that just said that was the guy in the movie that goes, that's Mr. Gilmore's jacket. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, let's go to Trip in Vegas. What's up, Trip? Hey, guys, good afternoon. Uh, the one I quote the most has got to be Billy Madison because I can't think of how many times I said, today, Junior. Yeah. Or like when uh, or when he's like in third grade and she walks in, he's like, jackpot. I mean, uh. there's just so many good. And, and you also got to like, the last thing is you also got to love 
Nudie Magazine Day. Ah, I love Nudie Magazine Day. Camino, you say that all the time. See? Nudie Magazine Day. <laughs> yeah. I do, I lo- yeah, so quotable, but I don't think it's a better movie. By the way, when uh, when did Chris Farley pass away? Because in that scene by the pool in Billy Madison, don't you feel like it should be Norm MacDonald and Chris Farley? <laughs> yeah, who's that Oh, no, because Chris Farley's uh, in. 97. So he could have been in it. Was Chris Farley in winning? No. No. No, he was. Uh, but he was in. He was I think in Billy Madison. Came out in 98. He was no, the bus he, driver. He was the bus driver in Billy, Billy Madison. Madison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was going to say, because I feel like he should have been the one sitting with. Yeah, I don't know. Norm McDonald at the was. pool. Uh, no, that should have been Artie Lang. All right. Let's go to Rick in Vegas. Hi, hey, Vegas. What's up, Vegas? We're huge in Vegas. I know. Mr. Deeds. People love Deedsy, huh? John Turturro's great in that movie. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one for sure. But I'm very sneaky. I'm telling you. I, I promise. Not that I'm the voice of authority here, but I'm telling you, it's not a better movie. What does Rotten Potatoes say, Spot? What do the critics say? I'm just curious. We don't we don't go to Rotten Tomatoes, Monty. We use Rotten Potatoes. <laughs> rotten Potatoes is way more credible. Uh, Q in Arizona. You're on with Kavino and Rich. What's up, Q? Um, in my opinion, I think both of those movies, I would give it a maybe a five. They kind of like dry humor, kind of corny to me. Yeah, I can see but, that. But, but I think I think you. I, I actually I just turned on the radio, so I don't know why you guys you know went to uh, Adam Sandler. He's good. Oh, we went it's to Sandler. Good. We went to Sandler Q because uh, the guy that plays Shooter McGavin in Happy Gilmore—it's his birthday today. Christopher McDonald, and he does a lot of golf charities, oh. and and he's a great—he's a great comedy villain. You know, he tried to take Happy Gilmore's grandma's and, house, and the golf world really embraces him. Yeah, I bet yeah. you Dan Byer has a poster of him in his room or something. Probably does. <laughs> yeah, Dan Byer has a tribute to Chubbs Peterson and uh, and Shooter McGavin. Yeah. By the way, you asked what Rotten Potatoes said um, of his comedic films. Yeah. yeah. The Wedding Singer's number one. Yeah. Ah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I, it's just a, it's ranked it's a the highest. good movie. 72% on the uh, potato meter. Like universally good. Ooh, that's baked. All right, uh, let's go to Terry in Mississippi. What's up, that's Terry? Mashed. <laughs> Terry. I'm very, very sneaky, sir. <laughs> I'm very, very sneaky. So you're saying deeds as well? Blackfoot, man. Blackfoot and crazy I'm surprised to, to hear all the love for Mr. Deeds. Deeds is a good movie. You know what, Kavino? It's funny because our buddy Nico, who lives in Arizona, yeah. who's a radio guy, Spot, I feel like you, Nico, and I would quote the hell out of Deeds for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we got drunk and watched it one night in our 20s, but oh, it's De- funny. Deeds is a good one. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I'm, surpri- I'm surprised to see you learn a little something. Maybe some of us are sleeping on it a little bit. Mike in North Carolina, what's I, up? I'm not sure I would even put it top three. Well, top hey, what's up, guys? What's so, up? So, yeah, definitely, uh, oh, my gosh, definitely Happy Gilmore, but I'm shocked that you guys haven't mentioned The Waterboy yet. I like it, but I don't think it's top five. If you were to tell me, yo, Rich, make it top five, I'm going Wedding Singer, Gilmore, Madison, Deeds, and then that fifth spot. Hmm. Covino did mention Waterboy. You, put in Waterboy. You, said, you said it was nowhere as good as. Yeah, I I, I like Waterboy a lot, especially we're big Foosball's fans and friends with Henry Winkler. Oh, yeah, yeah we always say Foosball's the devil. I think Henry Winkler's great. Colonel as the Sanders. Coach that. So I do love that movie. But I if, think it's up there. If you're asking me my own personal five, which goes with our theory, maybe no one has the same top Sandler movies because you don't I include, think, you don't include Click, right? 
I loved Click. Oh. Click is great, but it's not a comedy. No, nah, it's its own thing. That's what I was going to say. Are we only doing comedies? I, I've never watched Uncut Gems, but I heard he was awesome. You have you to mean, say, I'm sorry. You mean it's Uncut amazing. Gems? It, it might Uncut honestly, Gems. Uncut Gems might be honestly be his best movie. Uncut I would take some anxiety medicine before you watch it, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's such a, a frantic movie, movie yes, man. It is I heard it was safety. awesome. That one's good. It's and, amazing. And Hustle has a 93% on Oh, I liked Hustle. Let me tell you, Sandler has- Hustle was really cool. By the way, that's his latest- It came out on Netflix, right? Basketball movie. He has a uh, Sandler does have some acting chops. I know grown ups of the later movies, but as far as those early ones, Monty, maybe you're in agree with me. If I'm going top five, I may want to sneak Fifty First Dates in there. Fifty First Dates, I, I would sneak that in. Yeah, I mean it's really good. Yo, uh, you know who's in that? Uh, the dude from Goonies. Why am I drawing a blank? Sean Astin. Sean Astin. Sean Astin with the with the mesh shirt and <laughs> yeah. you know remember. Uh, Drew Barrymore for, uh, loses her memory every day. It does, it's a fun, that's a, a fun, fun movie. Yeah, it's a, blended was fun a too, though. strong rom-com. I'm a rom-com type of guy, Spock. Yeah. It's not like so, comedy. Like the other believe, ones are comedy. Can't believe yeah. Covino hasn't said Airheads from 1994. Shut, right? I, I like that movie, and it's a radio movie, yeah. and I like Brendan Fraser, but yeah, no. Take a radio station hostage. I do like that aspect of the movie, but I, I, I'm standing my ground here. As much as I love Happy Gilmore on Shooter's birthday, The Wedding Singer is the best one, and Rotten Potatoes agrees. Um, so, hey, you know what? Here's what I want you to do. Yeah. At Covino and Rich, we'll get back to everyone. I promise. Hit us up. Let us know. Don't overpromise. Let us know <laughs> your top three. That makes it tricky because you got. That means you got to leave something out. And I promise you, if you look at our feedback, no one's gonna have the same list. No. Your top three Sandler movies at Covino and Rich, as you said, as we pay tribute to Christopher McDonald, Shooter McGavin, who does a bunch of great charity work in the world of golf. And Thanks again, to that character. He's in. Uh, he's in Rare Company too because he did own that role and character so hard. That he is Shooter McGavin. I sort of like you, uh, you can only say that about so many people. You know? I, I sort of like how the same way Charlie Sheen owns Wild Thing Rick Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Well, he'll go back and throw out a first pitch, or you know, I feel like the cast of the Mighty Ducks very much owns those characters, and they do a lot of reunions and they do charity work. So I think it's uh, I think it's a nice thing. And Adam Sandler, if you're a kid of the '80s or '90s, if you're roughly 40ish. My goodness, how much did Adam Sandler movies mean to you when you were, you know, drinking with your buddies in college or getting into trouble in high school? Sandler movies were a part of our childhood. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least. 
as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Return of the Mac, Steve Covino. It's the mac and cheese of radio, Covino and Rich. Mm, that's what's up. Hold on, I just walked in. Did you make your That's dumb? Did you make your dumb typical mac and cheese joke? I did. I okay, did. I thought so. All right, hey, uh, CNR on FSR. I was Live just looking at uh, tyrac.com studios. Do it. Looking at my dude Francisco Lindor, who's got the bleached hair as always, making a good point. Not just about my Mets. We were talking about how spring training has begun. Pitchers and catchers. He said, when speaking about expectations, not just for my team, for any team. Unless you're a bottom dweller and you know your team's going to win like 60 games, did anyone think last year we were going to be looking at the Rangers Diamondbacks? One per, actually two people. Bruce Bochy and DeGrom. I think we're the only two people that yeah. really believed that. Because, um, live from the Tyrac.com you know, studios. And did you know Discover wants everyone to feel special, Rich? That's why with your Discover card, special. you have access to 24-7. Co- hey, speaking of like 24-7, do you know that they're covering the Red Sox this year on Netflix? Oh, I saw that. Right? It's like a new sort of That's hard cool. knocks. That's pretty yep. cool. Uh, 24-7 customer service as well as Blue. Wow. I thought of 24-7 because that was an HBO special, 24-7, that. that would cover fighters. Hard knocks, obviously, covers football. Netflix is doing one that covers the baseball. Uh, the baseball. The, the baseball. And this year it's the Red Sox that they're covering. So that's kind of cool. And, of you know, course, quarterback. And yeah. then now we're getting an NBA version yeah, of quarterback. Yeah, so Netflix is stepping up in that category. I appreciate that. So my point earlier, which was baseball more than ever, it's a matter of, Get in after 162 grueling dog days of summer games. Cavino, who watches every Yankees game, I don't know how you do it. Are you Michael K? Do you need to call every game? The guy watches every game. 162. I, I keep it on. It, I'm not sitting there glued to it, you know, but I keep it on, yeah. Now, Teams that are winning 84, 87, 86 games are advancing in the playoffs, and all these 100-win teams have been eliminated in the first round the last couple of years since they slightly altered the playoff format. So my strategy as a fan is if your team's floating around 500, keep watching. Get invested because all you need to do is get a little hot, get into the postseason. I think that's why they made those changes, to keep you invested longer. There's, there's a shot. You have a shot. Dude, like I said, basketball, hockey – There's sports where, you know, traditionally 16-plus teams make the postseason. So, you know, even if your team's mediocre, you're like, oh, maybe they'll do something in the playoffs. The basketball world added 20 with that play-in game. So 20 teams sniffed the postseason. That's wild. Baseball, I think, made the right move. But what it does is it took the advantage away from the 100-plus win team and gave the advantage to the 80-something win team. And if you go to Vegas right now, if you go to DraftKings or any of your sites – the win total over-unders are out. And would you believe there's only two teams 
that are projected to win 100 games or more? Dodgers, obviously. Dodgers, obviously. Obviously. They're going to be ridiculous. What do you think the other team is that has high hopes? That's a real good question. High I want to say the Yankees, but I don't believe that. Nope. Danny Janney, any thoughts? Hmm. That's a good question. They got a stacked roster. When you hear it, you can be like, oh, yeah. The Bravos, the Braves. Oh, of course. The Braves are favored to win that division with, you know, not much lower than the Dodgers. The Braves. I was going to say, nobody really talks about the way they collapse just like the Dodgers. Yeah, the Braves, 101, 102 wins in different casinos. BetMGM has 101. DraftKings has 102. So Braves and Dodgers, after that, then it it drops off. Yankees are third with 93 and a half wins over under. Astros, 92 and a half. Only one other team, 90 or more, and that's the Orioles, 90 and a half. And then you have a mishmash of Phillies, Rangers, Twins, Blue Jays, Mariners, Cardinals, Rays, Cubs, Mets, Diamondbacks, Reds, all these teams with 80-something wins. So there's a projection, a sentiment in Vegas and in baseball that you have two teams that are dynamos with the Braves and the Dodgers. You have the Yankees who are planning on bouncing back big. They got Juan Soto. They got, you know, beefed up their pitching a little bit. Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman. I think outside the Dodgers, Braves, and the Yankees, every team, unless you're a bottom-feeding Garbaggio team like the A's or the Rockies or the White Sox or Nationals. If you're projected 80-something wins, then you got a chance based on your original theory. Then you're in it to win it. If you're a Mets fan, a Reds fan, you know, Padres, D-backs, Rays, Cardinals, Mariners. There's a lot of teams that, hey, you never know because every year there's a couple teams that surprise you, win a, win 80-something games, make a little postseason run. But as of right now, the sentiment, Camino, is Dodgers, Braves, Yankees. All right, well, see, so getting excited for baseball, a little change go. of focus. Remember on tomorrow's show, a little weekend hobnobbing and more swiggy giveaways. Perfect. We'll see you guys then. Until then, arrivederci, baby. See you in the promised land. Goodbye. Goodbye, guys. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.